On today's episode, I sit down with Liran Hirschkorn. Liran runs Incrementum Digital. He's the founder and CEO and is pushing the boundaries of everything that relates to Amazon PPC. We have really fascinating conversations, at least for me, when we talk about things like planning and really setting the goals and intentions behind what's driving the business to scale and the challenges that exist in bringing on too many clients at the one time. We go back and forth about a whole range of topics. I hope you find them helpful and sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Successful Scales, the show where I interview now successful professionals about their journey and try and garner insights onto any tips that can be applied to your business at home. Whether it's financial freedom or the exit of your company, wherever your journey may take you, the idea here is to simply learn from those who have done it before. I hope you enjoy and you get some value out of this. Buckle up and enjoy the episode. Liran, thanks for jumping on an episode of Successful Scales, my friend. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Mate, it's uh, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks for taking time out of your weekend as well. You're a busy guy and hard to uh, pin down, so I really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, looking forward to uh, speaking with you. Awesome. So uh, obviously, before we get into all of the things that are going to help people, um, it's probably a good start just to build a bit of credibility behind you. So can you tell for those of you who don't know you uh, just a little bit about you and your experience? Uh, sure. Um, so I got involved in uh, selling on Amazon at the end of 2014. Um, started with arbitrage, then built out um, private label brands um, starting in 2015. And, you know, from that point on, I just, you know, was learning like literally every day, every day learning and um, spending money, basically buying, you know, every course that's out there, learning from other people that have, um, you know, they were already successful um, on Amazon. Um, and that kind of grew into, um, you know, helping, helping other sellers. Um, today, I'm involved in um, ownership of, of brands, um, and also run a, uh, an agency, a marketing agency, mostly focused around Amazon, um, Amazon advertising, as well as brand management called uh, Incrementum Digital. Awesome. Uh, so just maybe go into a little bit about what you guys do at Incrementum, just so people can kind of understand. Yep. Yeah, so um, we started out um, managing and uh, helping sellers grow their businesses using uh, Amazon advertising. Um, you know, in 2018 or 2017, I saw Amazon advertising starting to get more complex and more sellers needing help with it. Um, it's when I started to really um, start managing ads for sellers. Amazon kept adding, you know, more and more things. You know, when I when I started. In 2014, it was like auto and broad, right? And then over over the years, 2018, 2019, Amazon just kept adding more and more things, you know, placements, ASIN targeting, um, sponsor brand headline, video ads, like all, all these, you know, additional components, more reporting, more data that just made it more complex for sellers. Um, so today we manage uh, ads for uh, about over 150 um, stores, brands on Amazon. Uh, including Amazon DSP. Um, and then more recently in 2020, we started to also fully manage uh, brands uh, on the platform as well. So uh, we have about seven brands now where we, we basically run the entire marketing side of uh, everything to do with uh, with Amazon. Wow, that's a, it's quite a journey. So you've gone from, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing to see. I mean, Amazon is so powerful, but when, it, when we talk about the media buying capabilities, especially back in 2017, it's really 
as it compares to AdWords or Facebook marketing, it's really in its infancy. And, you know, I've also seen that evolution. Um, good for you though, you know, you guys have to date and you've got to help people, you know, navigate what's, what's pretty challenging. What is, and there is a lot of data. Uh, and, and so um, awesome. Um, cool to see as well that you're really expanding beyond and adding even more value to the client base. You said seven agencies where you, you manage the end to end. I mean, that gives you also a pretty serious competitive edge in the understanding of every aspect and every link in the chain. So awesome, mate. Um, feeling even more uh, grateful to having you on here. We'll have a, a great conversation when it comes to learnings here today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the, it, it's kind of like two, two different, generally two different, like, um, sellers brands that we work with on the on the brand management on the on the ad side a lot of our clients are private label sellers who started their business on amazon they're a lot of them are super super experts but haven't focused on the on the ppc side or just want to outsource it on the full brand management side it's more brands that have a retail presence or a d2c presence and don't know amazon at all um and are really just kind of looking to you know to to fully to fully you know out, outsource it but i would say a lot of our ad clients are um, amazing, amazing at Amazon. You know, we've seen sellers, you know, that have grown from, you know, 500,000 a year in sales to 5 million a year in sales, you know, over, over the last couple of years, wow. just incredible what's happening. And um, yeah, sellers that are just crushing it, you know, um, you know, especially in the last, in the last two years. Mate, with numbers like those, you should probably start moving into inventory management because you're going to blow some people's yeah. factories up. Um, mate, that's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So, okay. So you've been through uh, quite the learning experience throughout this and you've grown into managing brands to running PPC, growing an agency to 150 clients in you know, a relatively short amount of time. I'm sure, and I can relate to, uh, there's a lot of challenges in that kind of growth period and there's a lot of learnings that need to be had. Um, what are some of the things getting to kind of the the meat of the start of the show here. What are some of the things that you kind of experienced that if someone had told you, hey, maybe consider slowing down or, or maybe consider looking at it differently, um, you know, what, what, what's something that would help someone listening out there today? Yeah, um, so definitely there, there are, you know, challenges. The, the good thing is that, you know, um, I'd rather deal with the challenges of, of a business that's scaling and growing than, than a business that is, you know, not generating profits. And that is, you know, um, that that's having other, other challenges in terms of driving revenue and sales. So, you know, anybody that's having issues, uh, growing pains in terms of scaling, you know, you should, you should, you should be happy that that's the kind of problems that, that you're dealing with. Um, and certainly in 2020, we, we dealt with, you know, those kinds of problems. I think that, um, some of the the learnings for me was that um, recognizing the positions that you need to have on the team um, as you scale are are um, highly important. Um, so for me personally, I, I wouldn't say that my uh, my biggest strength is systems and processes. My strength is more, you know, what you see, right? Like I put out content, I have ideas, I, I have ways, you know, I, I think about opportunities for marketing on how we can help you know, our clients and also marketing from, from how we can grow the agency business. And, and I would say I'm more, uh, more on that side. Um, but you know, it was, um, kind of a, a, a amazing for me to have somebody on my team 
that is that operational person. And I think every business needs needs that, especially you know, selling on Amazon or an agency on Amazon, you need to have the operational excellence. I think that's really what separates out, um, you know, uh, people who can grow and scale fast, having those systems systems in place. So um, really from, from early on in, in sort of our growth, we were focused on putting processes together, systems together. Um, at the same time though, as you scale, you have to change the way you do things, right? You might have a small team and one person sort of in charge of that team. And then suddenly your team is so big that you can no longer have one person in charge of the entire team. And you need to start thinking about, okay, what is the hierarchy of my organization, um, you know, gonna, gonna look like, and how do we, how do we, you know, sort of develop that? How do I maintain touch with the people on my team while at the same time, introducing somebody else that they're now, you know, reporting to. So, you know, I think thinking about all, all that is really important. And um, I think I think having out a, a written sort of plan, getting everything out of your head into writing of like where you see your business going, um, how you think it's gonna need to be structured out. Um, thinking about that either yourself or having somebody on your team that's really good at sort of helping you map out that division of what you want to try to do and then what positions you need to have in place, what systems you need to have in place. And at times we needed to take a pause in 2020 um, to, um, you know, we had to, we had to pause on taking clients at one point because, um, you know, we're getting demand of people that want, want, wanted, uh, wanted us to help them with, with the ad management. But at the same time, you want to try to maintain uh, doing really good work and keeping the quality of your work um, I think it's the same for, uh, you could say the same for growing uh, an Amazon brand, right? Like you can keep launching more products, but if you don't have the team in place to be able to execute on each product and execute on the launch and having the processes, things are just going to break and it's not going to be, um, you know, those product launches may not be as successful as if you had sort of taken a pause, make sure you have great systems in place, hiring the people you need to hire to have on the team and then move um, you know, move forward. Um, from the agency side, it's even, you know, for me, more of a responsibility, right? Because if you're a brand owner and one of your product fails, okay, nobody, nobody's affected, right? But if you're an agency and you're taking on too many clients, uh, then clients are affected and, it, you know, it can really hurt your business, you know, reputationally. So have to be very thoughtful about, you know, how, how we've done that. We had to take, uh, you know, pause, I think, I think we're about to take another another pause now to again be able to continue to expand the team, make sure we have the right processes in place, hiring, um, so that we can move forward, you know, in the right way. Um, I, I would say also to our advantage, one of the the biggest things I see in terms of interviewing other people from other agencies is that other agencies are not doing this right. They want to, they're spreading their team too thin, and it's been our opportunity in terms of hiring. Um, because it's something we, we try to make sure we, we don't do, um, you know, and so also starting to think about culturally, right. Your organization, how do you make this a great place to work? There's a tremendous amount of demand for, um, there's a tremendous amount of demand for, um, good people in the e-commerce space today. And so if you have somebody that's amazing on your team, you want to think about how do I make sure I keep this person on my team, keep them happy, keep them incentivized, um, and um, you know, have a good kind of win-win, win-win relationship. So, I mean, th these are all the things that 
you know, I think about as we, you know, as we continue to grow and, you know, scale the business. I'm sitting here. I, I mean, you probably saw right there. I was sitting here writing. I'm writing down all of the points. You've just covered so many brilliant points that really ladder up into what it is to create an effective business that can scale. So just to repeat a few of these things, and I've got a few questions for you along the line, but you've talked about effectively the planning and how you have to have an effective hiring roadmap to understand how you can actually, you know, and I've been through it as well, the push pause on bringing on new clients or bringing on new, you know, at, at some stages. And my, my comment to my team was, as soon as I start marketing what we're doing here, as soon as we built the infrastructure and we spent four months doing it, once I'm out of my box, that's it. You can't put me back in it. And I've been told twice. So if Joan or Lippy are listening to this, you guys didn't hold up your end of the bargain uh, because I understand the frustration that exists where, you know, you're doing brilliant work. You're, you've worked so hard to perfect what it is and you're not going to risk on hampering on your quality to bring on more clients. And, you know, it becomes a huge opportunity cost. You also talked about two other things. Um, you talked about the incentive programs and keeping your team motivated. And then you also talked about another really, um, a real a thing that I want to dig in with you is about hiring senior management and middle management and different personnel. You know, it really, um, I only understood really last year why companies are so hot on promoting from within rather than bringing out external senior management and talent um, as good as it feels to have a different perspective in the business uh, what it can hurt is the culture and the aspiration of i was going to have that position and now it's been taken by someone else external and it's kind of you know you can yep. it can be disillusioning so my question and I, I tell you that i can tell you that that exact conversation is one i've had you know last week with my you know my you know chief operations officer um you know we, we had somebody we were considering in the past they declined our offer they were going to come in at a high level position and now they came back to us they're not happy where, where they, they made a move they not happy where they are um and even if we were going to bring them in we weren't going to bring them in in that same position because we've had meanwhile internally people on our team that have grown and it's not going to be a good look when we bring somebody in above above those those people we want to keep sort of them um at the top and yeah we won't do it we're, you know we're like this this is not our our internal people are not going to be happy they've been working really hard you know to have now somebody be kind of like uh, above above them in this uh in this role um so it's definitely something i think as you scale you have to think about uh, and a lot about the culture and i think also culturally you're trying to really build an organization um you know in a lot of the people that are probably listening to this are fully remote kind of teams and, you know, building, you know, having a, a culture where people are, where it's not just money that ties them to, to the job, but it's also like being happy, feeling, feeling good uh, where you are, having good uh, relationships with other people on the team. And, you know, how do you, how do you maintain that, you know, and make sure you're putting a focus on that, uh, I think is another you know, area that's, that's important doing, doing little, little things, you know, um, we did a, we did a company, you know, uh, we, we paid for everyone to, to kind of get some food and drinks and we did a company new year's party. Right. And we had some games and, you know, um, and that, you know, it's that's important. something that it's yeah, important. People, it's so important. And, and people really liked it. And now we started, you know, we, we have a company Slack and we started this, 
you know, sort of culture committee, right? A few people that were into it, that really liked it, that want to do more things like that on, on an ongoing basis, um, you know, to keep the team. We just got some company merch. We'll be sending out to, you know, everybody around the world, right? The the the, the shipping is going to cost more, right, than than the actual merch. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the team around the world but it's it's again it's little things like that that i think that tells somebody like hey we're thinking about you you're um you're valued you know i saw um i saw a post a friend of mine um just sold her business to goja um which is one of the one of the roll-up companies and she posted on linkedin a picture of they send her they they close the deal and then they send her a uh, an away you know travel suitcase and a few like accessories and a whole and a, a plaque that kind of had, um, um, you know, congrats on your exit signed by, you know, hand signed by every single person at, at the organization. And what did she do, right? That's something you get, you turn around, you post that on, on social media. Um, and that company just got like a bunch of free exposure and publicity and like this feel good thing for, for the seller who sold the business to them just from Genius. taking that step right of like sending something i mean how much that that may have cost them 500 bucks right you're talking about a million dollar plus deal right like in in the context of things but they're creating this like experience and culture huge. around their business. huge um, think about the positive sentiment that now she's going to go off and say it was amazing dealing with them like look what i got and every single person that walks into her home and sees that and the post on 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 linkedin and any other platform i mean it's uh it's a stroke of genius there yeah, it's 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 incredible. So it makes me think about you know, um, you know, uh, maybe every month you know, uh, em employee of the month they, they get a, they get a new lap right, a new a new Apple MacBook right, costs you a thousand dollars from from the company, and you can make people feel re really good, right? Small Mate, I, I'm like kind I'm kind of work for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll take that um, laptop. I know yeah, that. but you know. It's, <laughs> It's small things like that, right? That you know, if you're if you're, a, you know, a seven-figure business, you know, you you should you should have margin to be able to do stuff like that and keep your best people. Um, that I think is is really really important. Um, I follow the, you know, the the Gary V model, right? If you if you look up Gary V, he'll he'll post videos of like, uh, you know, there's there's a famous video of a guy who asked him a question about like I you know I can't motivate my team, blah blah blah, and he's like, you're thinking about it all wrong, like you work for them they don't work for you and that's that's as a ceo that's kind of like the approach you need to take in in terms of um in terms of running the running the business and i think if you treat your team that way then it's not just about like it's not just somebody else is going to come in and give them like you know five hundred dollars a month more a thousand dollars a month more a bigger offer that's going to attract them to walk away because they also have a really good experience you know working for a company that you need to think about um what you're leaving behind yeah uh, yeah i i to and also i think this might be a gary v line too but um look after your people and your people will look after you you know you you, you know you as the ceo as you as senior management your whole position is what can i do to help improve your their lives what can i do i you serve them and it's not the other way around and when you you know like i put I put all my employees first, always. Um, I don't even like to use the term employees. They're my team members. And yeah, that's that's really the position is if you're if if you're looking out for them and everyone's driving in the same direction and they believe in the culture and they believe in the vision, then you know, I feel like something magic happens and 
you know, I know, I know, especially um, in our consulting team, so many people are trying to poach all of our management consultants and they're going to do it all the time. And why not? They're literally, they're all geniuses and they do an incredible job. But I know that the opportunity that exists inside of our four walls and how we treat them and where we're going, it's going to take a lot um, to, to kind of buy them. And I don't think money is going to be the thing that'll do it, uh, especially considering we look after them. But I think you just bring up a really good point there. And that's all around culture. And, and you, you know, you should have the same mentality for your customers, right? Like take care of your customers and your customers will, will take care of you. Um, I saw a LinkedIn post, um, you can do this on, on Amazon, but uh, I saw a LinkedIn post where the CEO of a company said he still, you know, sort of reads and responds to every single customer review uh, just because like it gives him, and whether that review is positive or negative, you know, he tries to have like a, at least a positive experience from that, like interaction with the customer and it gives them like massive insights into what the company is doing right what the company is doing wrong um you know so i think it applies both to your to your team and also to your you know external external customers um you know when when you have in my business uh in my agency business when you have somebody um asking about you know amazon ads you'll you'll see kind of like um, in some cases, kind of like an army of people that will recommend us, you know, in, in other groups. And the reason is because those are some of our customers that feel like they have a good experience and they want to, you know, they, they, they want to show that they're kind of, um, showing us, showing us the love in terms of like, you know, yeah, I had, I had a good, good experience with them. Um, or kind of like for me, because I put out a lot of content, I put out a lot of free content. Right. And that's kind of like, in some sense, like a thank you, um, that a, that a customer can can um, can do on your behalf, right? Bu building these like brand ambassadors. Um, so I think, yeah, as a, as a as a company owner, you know, you want to yeah, you want to think about how do I make my you know employees and my team like the best brand ambassadors, you know, for for this business. And I think you you touch on another couple of brilliant points there. Um, the first is understanding your customers, and so like I just went on a. I just went and spent two weeks interviewing a, a large chunk of our customers, asking them about feedback on what they like about the experience, what they don't like, what they'd like to see. And the idea is like, you know, we can all sit here and try and build the best businesses, but you kind of get a little bit too close to the, to what you're doing and you can lose touch with what is actually needed in market. So to your point, I think that's super, super valuable. And also on your point about all your customers referring you on, I mean, there is absolutely nothing more powerful than any form of marketing. We can talk about all the Facebook, Amazon, Google AdWords, SEO work, anything that you want to say. No form of marketing is more powerful than when someone you trust refers on another business to you. So, you know, the fact that you're getting that upward lift in terms of the referrals from people who are paying customers just shows that, you're onto something here that people know and love enough to put their credibility on the line and actually promote you. So I think that that's also, uh, that's also key as well is to build uh, strong relationships. And, and lastly, <laughs> on your points, you're just, you're covering a lot of solid ground here, but to kind of articulate it down, you're saying that you provide a lot of value when it comes to free content. That's, you know, your, your shtick is to really kind of get it. Like, you know, I see you putting the hours inside of clubhouse, answering every question you can supporting anyone that you can. And we're, we're really 
in my opinion, we're moving into a whole new age of effectively like intention-based marketing where, you know, I'm a big believer that the gift of giving without the expectation of reciprocation is probably one of the most fulfilling things that you can do in life. So if you go in with that level of intention as you do trying to help people, then everything else is just going to figure itself out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and to, to, to that point, you know, um, I spent, I spent a good, good amount of time on, on Clubhouse and you're right. There's, you know, the 99% of the people that are there probably aren't even selling on Amazon. They're not necessarily in my target market. A lot of them are also very new that it wouldn't make sense for them to hire an agency, et cetera. Um, but yes, I think there's, I think there's a certain level of um, giving back that just comes back to you and giving back without, exactly like you said, giving back without expectation. I just think it goes a long way and um, it may not come back to you directly from that same place where you gave, but I feel like it comes, it comes back if that's kind of like your, um, if that's kind of like your, your philosophy. I mean, you, you could say, you can look at, at somebody like a Gary V, right? He puts out a tremendous amount of content. When he puts out a book, he'll go say, Hey guys, I've put, been putting out a lot of content for you. The least you could do is go buy my book. Right. Um, and people go buy his book or his sneakers or whatever, because of the, of the value that he, that he puts out. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can say, you can say that it's the, my biggest secret in terms of like good business strategy. Right. Because I think, um, I think it's just a good long-term, long-term business play um, in terms of just putting out content and people seeing that you are here to stay, you're not going anywhere and that you're legitimately trying to, trying to help people um, also has its own sort of, um, you know, understanding of the law of reciprocity and you know that that it kind of comes back to you so um you could say it's unselfish or you could say it's selfish because you know it um it does come back in terms of um in terms of business and again i think you can look at it in terms of any business um putting out content you know if you sell supplements um you could be putting you know you could be putting out a tremendous amount of uh, health related content or if you sell fitness products or whatever it is that you sell right you could take this concept of putting out content um and just do it from the point of putting out content that will that will be attached to your to your brand that makes people want to buy your product versus the 30 other products that are identical but you've differentiated your brand by you know um, by putting out content so i think it's uh, i think it's super powerful i'm with you it's all about value creation it's all about how can we help add value in a link in the chain to support our customers. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for the creation of jobs and, and actually empowering people to, you know, actually live the lives they want to live. Like my success metrics are really dictated by what our headcount is. That for me is the, the, that's what I get out of bed in the morning, knowing that we've had that much impact on that many lives. And I know that you kind of share that same, uh, philosophy when we talk about actually doing good in the world and having a, a positive impact. Um, and it, you know, it comes through every time we talk, it comes through um, loud and clear. So Matt, I, I also, I want to be uh, respectful of the fact that it's your Sunday. You've been kind enough to, to book in on a weekend. Um, so I'm going to keep you for not too much longer. Uh, just a few last questions for you. Um, so the first question, the first of the last questions I'll say is, 
you know, you've gone through this pretty incredible experience over the years and you've gotten to a point where, you know, you've got a couple of successful businesses or you've got the agency and you're, you're also invested in kind of managing brands too. And you're doing a whole lot of things here. If there was one key learning that you said to yourself, Hey, that's, you know, that's one big takeaway that I've had through this whole experience to date. And I know, you know, we're relatively young in our careers, you know, we're going to be doing this for the next 20, 30. I don't know if you'll ever stop uh, guys like you and me um, will be bored otherwise, but yep. um, you know, what's that one thing to date that you've learned that you think is, is of real value. Uh, I'll say, you know, um, two, two things that, that really are, are the same, but um, you know, this is a line from Jesse Itzler um, who, if you don't know, you should go follow um, but Jesse says, stay in the game long enough until you get lucky, right? Because I think if you look at every, or a lot, you know, there, there are some people that, you know, start their first business and have, you know, massive, massive success, but sometimes getting money too easily can lead to future losses um, as well, because you, you're, you're too sure of yourself and you, you, end, you, make, you end up making bad decisions uh, in the future. But, um, you know, I think having, um, failures and getting back up and continuing and continuing and consistently showing up, whether, you know, whether it's a good day or if you had a bad day, getting back up the next day and just staying in the game, staying in the game, staying in the game. I've, it, there's no better time where I've seen that happen. Um, now in e-commerce, um, you know, people that have failed before suddenly 2020 came around and had massive success products that would have failed in 2017 because the level of competition 2020 were successful products for people, um, you know? So I, I really go kind of with that mindset, stay in the game long enough until you get lucky, because if you stay consistent and you, you keep at it, um, you know, I think you're bound to have success, you know, if you don't, if you don't quit and if you take the mentality that if you keep moving forward, taking, you know, taking positive steps every single day consistently, you're gonna you're gonna reach you know um, a level of of success, but I think I think especially in e-commerce and I think a lot in this space, people quit before they give themselves the chance to get lucky because it doesn't work the first time around. And Amazon is a giant headache, um, you know, in a lot of ways. And if you don't understand that every time you jump over a hurdle, you're actually like leveling up. You know, it's like uh, I grew up in, you know, playing Nintendo, uh, and playing Mario, right. And in, in each time you, you beat a level, you got to another level and the challenges were greater, right. But you got one step closer to, to winning the game. Um, and so I think as you level up, the challenges get bigger, the challenges get greater as you overcome those challenges and, and we're in, in businesses in a sense, like solving problems at scale. Right. So like you just have to recognize that entrepreneurship business is just solving problems. And so bigger, bigger and better problems are going to continue to, to show up. And your job as an entrepreneur is to kind of solve those problems. Um, and so like, that's kind of what you signed up for is, is a massive undertaking of continuously dealing with problems, you know, and that, that recognizing that, and uh, you know, I think is, you know, things are some of the things you need to do in order to understand like what you're, what you signed up for and what's the potential reward for, you know, overcoming those challenges. I think I was going to ask you is the next question. What would, uh, what would one piece of advice be? But I think you've really hit the nail, nail on the head there because uh, it's just so true. Um, it does get more complex. It does get more challenging, but 
I also think that it also gets a whole lot easier too. Like you get very comfortable in the uncomfortable and you understand that, you know, there is no end game. There is no, I've figured it all out. And for anyone who's sitting there telling you they've got it all figured out, maybe uh, start asking a few more questions because, you know, for anyone who, who's going to be successful here, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to go through those learnings and they're going to evolve. And hopefully they'll take those lessons and they'll level up, as you were saying. Also, yes, I was, I was a big Nintendo 64 guy myself. Nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. so, so totally I'm with you on and, that. And, and I would say, yeah, it does get easier because when you, when those problems come, you're just like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, I'm expecting this, right. It's not like the, it's not like, you know, you launched uh, an Amazon business and suddenly you have all these massive problems and you're like, whoa, 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 I didn't know that. Like that, you know, Amazon could just take down my product or I didn't know that I'm going to have limits with shipments or that they're charging me oversized fees when it's not oversized or, but like, once you start dealing with those problems and overcoming them, then you just like, you just expect the problems to come. Right. And know that they're going to come. And you just need to know that, like, you, I think you have to have the, the belief and confidence, like problems are going to come and, somehow I will figure out a way how to overcome them. And I think that's a lot of the, you know, the mental mindset part of the, the psychological part you need to have as, as an entrepreneur that um, problems will come and everything is figure outable, um, you know, thing. And that there's no, you know, if you read stories of people that went from massive debt to massive success, um, it was because of that mindset of knowing that, you know, everything, you can kind of figure out everything and, and solve it. And that's, um, you know, that's a lot of the lessons I've learned in the last few years have been kind of around the, the mindset component of, uh, of being in business. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, mate, on that note, um, we'll probably, probably a good time to wrap it up and let you have uh, the rest of your weekend. But before uh, we do sign off, Anyone listening in who wants to reach out to you, get in touch with Incrementum, you specifically, what's what's the best way that they can do that? Um, sure. So um, Incrementum Digital um, is the website. We're actually working on on re revamping the site. Um, you can reach out to me, Liron at Incrementum Digital um, or through social media. Um, I also have a podcast called uh, a podcast and a Facebook group with the same name called uh, e-commerce mindset uh, where you know I talk a lot about a lot about marketing on Amazon and then once in a while you know some some of this mindset um, mindset you know content which I think is really the the foundation so um, yeah happy to uh, to talk to anybody that reaches out Awesome. Well, Leroy, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for seriously a lot of nuggets of wisdom and the way you've kind of thought through very intentionally the growth of the business and where you sit today. Uh, yeah, just uh, appreciate the time and hope just for more success for you and the crew. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm looking forward to to listening to your wisdom, you know, as this uh, as you have other um, really smart people and share your wisdom uh, on this on this podcast, so looking forward to uh, to subscribing uh, and listening as well. Thanks, thanks, mate. Well, you'll be one of the first ten episodes. I can guarantee you that. Thank you. Thanks, mate. <laughs>